Also, I often want to say good morning, Vietnam, as you do, just because I think Vietnam deserves it. They need to pick me up. They, yeah, they've had a, they've had it rough. They have. They're doing the China thing right now, where they're still half communist, but they're capitalists. So they're like authoritarian, but capitalist. Right. And they have like, I think they still have a communist government and everything too, like China. You think that's going to work? Uh, since we work in fine. So, so yes, I do. Is but how long answer. is it going to work? I mean, I think it's horrible. <laughs> I think it should be undone. But how long is it going to work? I don't know, man. We've been, we've been, we've been sitting on Cuba forever. <laughs> yeah, but something's different guys... now. I mean, like, I think with the internet, it's going to be a lot harder to be an authoritarian. I don't think. think so. You don't think so? Nope. I think or it's I, easier. Well, because, okay, this goes to, okay, so welcome to the Waystation podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Randy. I'm William. And we give, we offer here life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. Yes, with your more interesting friends. We are your more interesting friends. Yes. So your more you interesting went... friend is going to talk about the internet and how its, arch- its very architecture is going to facilitate uh, authoritarians to go forever. <laughs> so yeah no look at so here let me explain the difference between tv and radio and the internet okay right tv and radio um is i put a tower on the hill and i broadcast a wavelength over the air everybody right. is in the air therefore everyone has access to the waves therefore everyone can listen to the same sound at the same time because it travels at the speed of light right the internet does not work such ways the internet does not work such a way the internet works as you get on the internet, you send a signal to a to another computer somewhere else that has a very specific address. So it's a point-to-point connection. Right. So it's William in his bedroom talking to computer right. number eleven four hundred and two, like on a hill, right, in a room that's air conditioned, and and it's a and William's like, I want to watch this hilarious dog video. Right. And it says. Find me hilarious dog video. Play hilarious dog video for William. There aren't a hundred people watching the video you're watching. They're watching a hundred different instances of the video. What that means is the government has a really hard time getting in the middle of all the waves in the in the world in the sky. That's why we literally set up towers over the wall from in the Berlin Wall, Radio Free right, Europe, Radio Free, because because those, those those waves make it right into to Germany, right? Right. But the internet. They they can just sit on that wire and say, William's talking. What do what does he want? Yeah, tell him you can't have the dog video. <laughs> it's super easy. They just make a filter and they're just like, Yeah, no dog videos for you. And what what instead of dog videos, it's it's TNM and square videos or it's or circumlocutions for the TNM square videos. In China, they have all these code words that they use. Right. The, the say they said the date for a long time, and then the government figured out the date. And so then they started saying the day after or the day before. And, and the government just blocks it. So, like, straight up, there's generations of kids growing up in China who have no idea what Tiananmen Square is. Wait, so, hold on. But don't you, once you put it on your computer, right, doesn't that propagate it in another way? Don't you have it now? You can email it or tweet it, tweet it, tweet it, tweet it. No, it's like, text it. No matter what, okay, when it leaves your house, it right. goes to a regional router and then it goes to a, 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 a bigger regional router. Like, Literally, the word router is is the thing that you need to worry about. It's like it, it routes it. it routes your traffic. So oh, there's like, no way around that. There's no way around that. So they can put that choke point wherever they want, <laughs> including but not limited to the entire internet. That in China they have we call it, they call it the Great Firewall of China. Right. There's literally a gigantic filter on China's internet. So and, and, and it prevents it prevents people from going to Facebook because Facebook made a decision a long time ago that we're not going to filter for China. So Facebook is, a no, is no go. The dark net and Google, long time decided the same thing, and so so the Google is a no go in China. Well, I thought Google did censor for them. No, mm. Apple selling hardware just has has decided to censor for them. So Apple's censoring for them. Interesting. So what about what about the dark web? I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, you the dark web. Like, yeah, you're asking if nefarious characters can use the internet to get around such things. Well, but, I, but look, if if the dark web can have horrible things like you, you know the things that we you see on the movies, well, couldn't it also be carrying Tiananmen Square videos? Yeah, there's all kinds of sneaky ways um, to get around lots of these things. But um, that's kind of what I'm asking. I'm kind of what, what I'm asking yeah, is yeah, can authoritarian. So you're you're asking if you can get around it, and the answer is. Sure, in the same way that people can get around the dark web. How many people do you know that get around on the dark web? Not, 
Probably none. Maybe, maybe, Never maybe even one. Heard of it. Right? I don't even know how to get to it. So, so the answer is, yeah, you can you can do sneaky stuff to get around. But that's just not going to hit the masses. The masses are going to get what the masses are allowed to get. So and until that, the internet is broadcast in a radio wave form. Yeah, they're... they're what about Starlink? Exactly. I think Starlink's super duper interesting. And I'm sure China does too. Um, Starlink is... the Like Elon Musk launched a bunch of satellites. A lot of them. That, that fly around the world and serve internet to, to people um, on Earth. Like straight. So that's, but honestly, okay, I want to tell you the truth. A lot of people think that's what cell phones are. That's not what cell phones are, just so you know, friends. <laughs> like cell phones are, uh, there's actually towers every 13 miles that are connected to the heart, to the cable internet. Like there's cables being run to towers that sit on the hillsides every 13 miles. That's what cell phones are, <laughs> just so you know. And your phone usually connects to two or three at a time. Um, and so that it can handle the signal gracefully as you drive down the freeway at 90 miles an hour. But so, it doesn't go to the satellite. It doesn't go to the satellite, correct. Um, but the new one, the Elon Musk stuff, so these satellites are flying low There's enough. There's 42,000 of them. Th these satellites are flying low enough. You can serve internet to, to anywhere within that they fly over, right? Um, and I do wonder, like, I don't know how that goes. Like, does China, like, does it not go over China? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works. He's 42,000 satellites. I know for sure. The 42,000 is a big number. And he, from what I understand, <laughs> recently he got a new... Well, that's two every mile. If you're in a straight line. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're going different patterns from what I understand. And they're, they, they also have a way that they interconnect with each other. And he keeps, he keeps launching these. Like, actually, a, a good portion of the launches from SpaceX are just his satellites. Yeah, I know. On top of the other people. Well, because as, as discussed, his, his space flights have gotten cheap enough that he can do this side hobby, basically. <laughs> well, so the interesting thing is, is that from what I understand, he just got, um, he got approval to lower the satellites into an even lower low orbit. Well, he's seeking approval. I don't know if he got it yet. But that even makes it faster. So the idea being that you're going to have like super fast internet anywhere in the world. That, that's, the, that's the idea. So that, that, that's going to mess up things like Elon Musk, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's point to point. So I don't know. So as long as Elon Musk says that, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to filter it. China has to figure a way to. And as long as China doesn't start shooting down his stuff. Yeah. Well, that would be really interesting. <laughs> but you'd have to what start... happens then? If a U.S. corporation, right, has satellites that are being shot out of the sky by lasers from China, what happens? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think war probably happens. Mm, not in this administration. Well, I'm, I wasn't worried about the next, what, six months? <laughs> how, much you think he's gonna is, die? how much longer is Biden going to be <laughs> able to, to read the cards that they put in front of him? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I try to be as, as unbiased as I can with Biden just to kind of like give him a chance. Plus, right. I've been trying to just, be like just, less political. Less political, exactly. He's not making it easy. No, for <laughs> he's not making it easy. What's wrong with this man? <laughs> well, he's old. Nothing's, nothing's that wrong with him. He doesn't he was seem a, like he, he knows was a where jerk he is. before, and then he got old. Now he's just an old jerk. My, uh, my I don't mean a jerk said, isn't a mean person. I, I've heard that he's very nice. I don't mean that he's a jerk in the mean person sense. I just mean that he's a jerk in the. He, he's not very competent. Like, like his like, Obama's Secretary of the Navy is on record saying in his book, on record saying. Biden has been wrong on every major foreign policy thing in the last 50 years. And that's what I mean when I say he's a jerk. He's just kind of wrong. <laughs> but he's often wrong, never in doubt. He's just like, let's do it. Yeah. Now he blew this thing in Afghanistan and he's out bragging about it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. we did the right thing. It was cool. We, it was a big airlift. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> a big airlift. It was a big airlift. What, what did he say? There will never be any pictures of helicopters on top of buildings. <laughs> I know. <that's laughs> Literally. Just... Even his friends in, you know, the seemingly friendly places where he would get good, uh, good coverage. They're even like, no, ah, the we New York Times has turned on. I mean, like, but it's not going to last, man. Like they're, they're trying to get it all out of the way. So they can immediately pivot to getting reelected next year, <laughs> like the, or not him, but the house reelected next year. They're not gonna, they're not gonna make camp on this. Uh, mark my words. What one month are we in September? They're gonna, they're they will not be talking about Afghanistan in November. No, they won't. But I don't <laughs> think that it goes away. I don't think so either. I don't think Vietnam went away quickly. 
Yeah. This is just as embarrassing as Vietnam. It's pretty bad. You have the greatest army and military in, in literally the history of the world, and we just pulled out. We're out. Well, so, yeah. Oh, by the way, the guys we kicked out, yeah, you can take over. Look, the, the shared, like, the decision to pull out was, was made by the other guy. Yeah, but that was a little different, right? I mean, people. I just, I, I just think it was different in how they executed it. I don't, I don't think the other guy would have, would have made it as ugly as this. But I do think one thousand percent that whether or not he did a good job, he would have been, he would, it would have been said that he did a terrible job. Not true. So we'd be having the same scandal either way. The my, only, the only surprise the here day. is that the, the, the press isn't completely covering for him. That's my wife surprise. the other day was who, who is who is very, very involved right now in, in politics. Like for, for whatever reason, it's really affecting her. Oh. And uh, which is strange because our whole life she's really just been. Yeah, I thought she was kind of agnostic on the subject. Yeah, not, she's not agnostic. She's just not engaged, so right. to speak. Now she's like really engaged. She's very upset about all a lot of what's going on. Okay. And um, I was kind of like, look most likely in the history of events and politics, what's typically going to happen is there's going to be a, a counterparty revolution in the off election. And yeah. probably both houses of, of Congress will, will, fl well, not both, but one will, they'll it'll be controlled by the same one. Right. So right. gridlock is literally supposed to be part of the system. So people are like, like ah, we don't or want at least gridlock. it's supposed to be possible. And, and historically it's happened a lot. Yeah. When we say historical, we're talking about, second term of george washington like way back way back i mean it's really fascinating yeah it was basically when jefferson came back from to become secretary of state it pretty much started happening that's hilarious so it, it there's it's built in it's built in to make it slow it's built in to make so that consensus is actually something that's kind of worked through you kind of have to fight for right if they right. fight for the middle so i got no problem with it but um so if historically we go along that path that means that the opposition uh, party will take over in next January. Yeah. Not this coming not, January, not, the January after. Yeah. Um, and the question will become is, are we in a cycle of impeachment? Boy, we better not be. I, that, okay, so why do you say that? Let me, because, oh, actually, look, let me, let me back Because up. it says in the Constitution what you're supposed to impeach for. Right. And it's crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors. Not not even just crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, it uses that word misdemeanor, which some people, you know, interpret as small crimes. Okay, but let's assume that high applies to both. High okay. crimes and high misdemeanors. Okay. And um, look, the last guys used it um, not once but twice um, in ways that were, um, like, one was completely bogus. And the other one they, like, so, and the other one they argue is, was still, was still not bogus even though they couldn't prove it. And so, fine, whatever. My point is, we know at least 50% of the time in the last administration, they used it as a political tool to, to, to make the president look bad. Okay, so my question is, and, uh, and let's go back further. And, and, and that, dude, that should not, I do not want to become a banana republic. I don't want to be freaking Israel that can't seat a government where they have every 10 minutes someone calling for a new election because they can't get a majority. Like, I don't want to become that, that gross. That's gross. So... When's the last impeachment fiasco that was legitimate? Well, people don't. Pe some people assert that 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 uh, Clinton wasn't wasn't legitimate because it was about sex. And look, if it was just about sex, I would agree with you. It was about him lying under oath. But still, you could argue that that was. I mean, like you could argue that that was partisan beyond legitimacy. Even though I wouldn't, but you could. So I don't know. Going back further, Nixon. Nixon wasn't impeached. He was going to be. He was going to be. Um, and he was going to be impeached supposedly for the cover-up because he didn't actually ask those guys to go break into that place. Um, but he didn't hide it when he found out that so they I think did it. The last, I think the last impeachment... I don't even... Gosh, I, you know what? Beyond that, I don't actually know what the impeachments are. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of them. But uh, I think Nixon was probably the last time impeachment was used in a, in a proper way, even though Nixon became the most consulted president of all time no when it like, came to foreign affairs yeah before the scandal he was actually doing a pretty good job he did a pretty good job uh now interesting he was the one pulled out of vietnam blah 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 um but he uh the the that threat right really forced nixon to he he blundered and it was the cover-up that he blundered with and the fact that the recordings were were done so i'm gonna say clinton shouldn't have been at Should the time 
uh, during it, I probably would have said, well, yeah, no, it's a legitimate thing. He was caught lying under uh, oath. Under oath. I mean, he, was just, he was. He was disbarred for it. <laughs> like, he's not a lawyer <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I think, he, I think he gave it back to him, though. Okay. Who knows? I don't know. I shrugged, it doesn't matter. It's Randy not relevant. But the quietly. point is, is that uh, I, I think that it was, it, from a political tactic, it was a really terrible one. And I think that this, we're, we're, I think that the previous administration's impeachments were just revenge for that. And the fact that they did it twice was kind of like, we got him twice. You know what I mean? Like, haha. Oh, no. I know. So I will say, though, is, is the second it, one had some people that were, uh, that were okay with it who historically are, are people I would have supported. So that surprised me. In other words, I think some people thought that the last one was legitimate. Well, and I think the pro, the, the interesting no thing is... No one thought that, that the first one was legitimate. No well, one serious thought yeah. that the first one was People that watched in the, the news thought it was, but, but that's not serious. The news is not serious, and it hasn't been for years. True. And I think if anyone had a... Uh, you know, this is all these. We haven't talked about politics like this in a long time, but I think what, what I'm well, worried let's about. Let's keep it at the ideas level. So, I really don't want, I really don't want them to try to impeach Biden. Me and neither. I that don't would be think crazy. He's done anything impeachable. I don't, of course, think not. Pulling out Afghanistan. Being terrible does not, is not impeachable. Exactly. Offense. There's being a, there, terrible. We have elections the, for that. Being terrible at the commander in chief does not make you an impeachable. Right. Right. Leave it freaking alone. Okay. Fine. You can set up your you know, investigations, you can call a commission, you can put people through Congress. That's fine. But don't do impeachment, please. Related. Now, this is hopefully still the ideas level, not trying to get partisan. Related. If I have to hear one more time that that Congress is going to investigate as if it's scary, like it means nothing. Like they investigate and they publish reports and everyone's like, yeah, reports. I don't know. Whatever. I don't like to read, so I don't yeah. know what's in the report. They just published some report that was damning, and no one cares. So, like, Congress is going to investigate means Jack and Diddley to well, me. Well, it's part of their constitutional duty, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. But they should impeach. be investigating. My, my point is it should mean something. Yeah. But, I, but, but let's be honest, man. We've given all of the moral authority to the press. And we're like, no, no, no. no. The press is even less believed than the Congress, and they're both in the teens. I'm like, doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. We say that they're less believed, and yet we read them all day long, and we make decisions based on what they say. And if they say a congressional report matters, we think it matters. And if they say it doesn't, we don't. And uh, I find it, it's, it's distressing. I think it it's is distressing, distressing but I, I will say that I, there will be a bounce back. I think that, there, look, Fox News, uh, as much as people want to say, well, that's just right, uh, as in the right side of political spectrum, and then MSNBC might be left, you know, CNN, who pretends that they're middle ground, uh, uh, you know, ABC and the rest of the alphabet soup are all in the middle there. I don't think that it's legitimate for anyone to say that anyone is non-biased. It's not possible. Okay. I think any. But what's the how, how could it bounce back then? So here's what I think. I really do believe that there's there's spectrums and they go back and forth. Right. And okay. I really think that there there's an anti-millennial spectrum, which is. Millennials kind of came up in this idea of uh, it's not victimhood. There's a there's a there's an element of it, but they're really entitled, most entitled generation of all time. Well, that's what people our age like to say. I don't. I'm not really. Uh, I work well, with a lot of young people, and I don't really. I don't even actually know what age millennials are, but I know that I work with people of all generations, and oh, they seem fine. There's a no. There's a, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know, but and and it bothers me when people say millennials are bad. That's and and it's a very strange way. But I do think that there are ways. Um, that you can take generations and look at them and say, okay, this generation has an identity and here's the identity, right? So you okay. had the greatest generation, then you had the baby boomers, you know, and the baby boomers had a much, they at that point were the most entitled because they came back and these, these, uh, you know, the greatest generation did not want to go to war again. They were very careful. Their elected officials were very uh, anti-war. You know, we, we took a Cold War stance, which was a very much of prepare for war, but we're staying away from it as much as we can. Yeah. Um, and then you get to uh, the the next generation start to, right? You, what's after that? Xers, right? That's us. Yeah. Which which the big I think the thing about us is that we we have no identity. That's what they call us, Generation X. Like it's like we don't have a defining characteristic. Well, it's not. <laughs> which I think is funny. Well, we 
do. I mean, the only reason called millennials or millennials is because they came about in the millennium change. Sure, but what do we call Gen X? Xers? What are we known for? Yeah. We're tech. We're the ones that brought it all on. We're the ones. The Xers are the ones that made the tech. Yeah, I know, but culturally, that's not really a identifier. It's a pretty big one, actually. I mean, if you look at the way. Oh, it, I, mean, I can agree that we made a historical impact on tech. I'm just saying that, like, when people talk about what kind of shoes we wear we're the, or we're the what kind of music we like. It's the information age. What kind of music do we like? Xers? Yeah. We like we like <laughs> classic rock. <laughs> we've, we've been over this. We can't. We, we can't, don't like hey, classic we start, rock. We, we don't. We, uh, in our country still survives, but they, uh, you know. Um, but I think then now you have millennials. Millennials are came about in in a very high tech age with with you know information at their fingertips. Literally so, all information all the time. All the information all the time, right? A so little bit of they're changing the way we all the time. <laughs> say that again because there's no way everybody heard when I was talking. <laughs> a little bit. Can I interest you in everything all of the time? Is that a lyric from that song? Apathy's a tragedy, and boredom is a crime. May I interest you in everything all of the time? You probably should quote who that is. No, I won't. Oh, what? <laughs> you can Google it, but don't blame me. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's a genius, but keep your filters on. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, and then you have the, the, the next generation is Z, right? And the Z generation is different. For instance, millennials have a different way of working with people. That's where you've got things I'm sorry, like- Sorry, are millennials before Z? Yep. Z's, Z's the newest. Z's are your kids. All right. And my kids. Great. So our kids are the Z's. All right. Um, they they have a different way of looking at the world, right? They want their offices back. Millennials wanted communal offices. They wanted big rooms full of people where they could communicate. That's why you have things like that that come out of the the millennial generation. You have things like, um, oh, what's that office uh, space? I'm trying to think what it was. Uh, shared space. Whatever. It's a shared space. Well, it's come the, the the idea is shared space or communal spaces, but the the there's a famous one that Oh, the WeWork? WeWork. Yeah, yeah. the WeWork generation where they all want to get in there. So it's interesting because you had lots and lots of companies creating these big spaces with, you know, low cubicles so that people could communicate and co- collaborate. You have things like Google and yeah. having having a campus and then have it alternative working hours and stuff like that because everything was changing. That's yeah. great. Fine. That's a great way to look at things. But see, the the Z generation coming up, I really think, has a bounce back. And I think what they're going back to some traditional ideas, like they want an office. When they come into the workspace, they're looking for offices. Great. I agree. These Z people are my people. Right. So <laughs> I hate shared workspaces so much. It's interesting because so much. do, because we don't see it as, as collaborative. No, dude, I see it as like, if I wasn't distractible enough, now I'm going to have everyone, every time they sneeze, I'm just going to look over and, oh, it's so distracting. It's yep. so hard to get any work done. Oh, I hate it so much. My brother-in-law is an architect, um, computer programmer for uh, a, a pretty big company. And yeah. they have shared space kind of ideas. Everyone does. There. And he's like, I hate it. He's the best thing that ever happened to my job was the, was home office because I got to go home and I, <laughs> yes. I get so much more productive. So the first, I mean, so when I started my career, I got an office really quickly, which is great. But I had it for a lot of years. I even had an assistant there for a while, an old-timey assistant like that they used to have, right? which is also great. But then I'm like, now I'm in these tech industries where it's like, we're sharing space and, and you got right. to do all your own scheduling and everything else. So like, I have no assistant and all the space in the, and, and, and wide open spaces where everyone can see right. everything. So it's like, you're, and you might be thinking, friends, you're like, what do I care? I'm like, I don't know. Like, It's like, everyone gets to see what's on your screen, or your computer, for example. Right. Because they're walking by. Right. And you're like, well, what do you care? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe maybe my proctologist just sent me an email and I'm reading it. Right. I, I, there's never any privacy ever. And, right. and, and it is, uh, but that's not really why I hate it. Why? Because why, I'm like, because I, I, I don't often have a proctologist email up. I'm fine. But what I do hate, legitimately hate, is I, like, I'm trying to get on a thread. I'm like, I have this task to complete right. and I have 45 minutes to complete it. Right. And it's like, if, if I have an office, I'll probably get two 23 and a half minute chunks. Right? right. If I have no office, I'll probably get five, six minute chunks. I don't even know how, right. how to get to 45. You get no rhythm. You get no rhythm. And so you have to do like fits and spurts. It's like, oh, I got five minutes in a row. And then someone's like, hey, I got a right. question. Oh, I got three more minutes in a row. 
Now, people still come to you with their questions when I was when I was in an office. People came to my office. Right. But I had the ability to say, um, like, don't like don't disturb the office doors closed for a few minutes right. while I do this thing. Right. It's really nice. I miss it. So well, so that's my point. My point is is that in all of these different things that are culture shifts that these new generations have, I think there's a culture shift back to some traditional ideas with the G- Z generation. Oh, we'll see. I think you're going to see, you know, another uh, strange, strange millennial thing is the advent of apathy and agnosticism, right? They're, they're basically, nah, there might be a God, might not be a God. I don't really care because that's kind of, well, you see a huge downturn. <laughs> that's all I need. Well, you saw a huge downturn as a, as that generation. Now, as those, that generation, generation is getting married, having children, that kind of starts to change. But the the Z generation's going into that with mm, we think of things a little differently. They're thinking sex differently, right? They're thinking abortion differently. They're thinking about marriage differently. They're thinking about, uh, but and I, I'd and be willing those, to bet that on all those fronts, including God, like convenience is probably the first like virtue, because they've 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 been born in a time. This is actually related to what you're saying. One of the things I think is really funny and interesting, when is that like when you were a kid. If they were offering pizza at an activity, it was like, oh, man. No, you were there. I got to go get pizza. Yeah. And if they're offering ice cream at an activity, it's like, right. yeah, let's get some ice cream. Dude, if you offer kids pizza and ice cream now, like they're still like, they'll eat that pizza and they'll eat that ice cream, but they don't eat it like it's special. They yeah. eat it like, this is like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I had like three, I had three ice cream parties today. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really striking difference. Well, it's kind of funny. We play, my kids play baseball and they used to play soccer. I don't know okay. if you had your kids in those programs. I've been in soccer before. Yeah. So soccer is like you have that, they have that sign up sheet where you have to like bring the snacks. Yeah. Freaking hate that. <laughs> oh, dude. Please. <laughs> Whoever's controlling that, stop. <laughs> so in baseball, it used to be, oh, no one did that. You know, you, you would have the moms, the baseball mom would basically in, be in charge of making sure the kids, you know, were okay in the dugout and, and they got up. Uh, when their time was called kind yeah. of thing. What, but man, all of a sudden this last season in baseball, everybody's like assigning out freaking treats. Stop it. One person brought, and you know what? It was a great treat, <laughs> but they brought, I, they wait. brought shakes and burgers from in and out for every kid on the team. Shakes. No. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to call your, Complaint here, dude. I'm calling in your complaint chips. This is a bad complaint. Here's here's why here's why it's a bad complaint, dude. We lived in the Bay Area, and it was implied, if not stated openly, that you don't bring junk food for your kids' treats. So they would, uh, so like we brought, I don't know, same thing, Gatorade and chips or whatever it is we would bring, right? And <laughs> and there were certain kids that would just kind of hold it, like. Am I allowed I don't, to touch this? I don't know what to do with this. But the other moms are like bringing, they're bringing like kale chips, honest, honest Green yogurt drinks, and like, yeah. like uh, yeah. box drinks and, right. and then yogurt organic, and like organic, organic stuff. Yeah. And like, I heard someone tell a story once about somebody who brought like catering or something like that for, for their kid's soccer game or something like that. But legit. Now, now I, I, you're thinking, oh, Randy's telling a hyperbole story. No, no, no. I'm no. telling you, I saw. I saw moms get visibly uncomfortable that the, what I had brought had corn syrup in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they were like, oh, no. But here's the I thing. I saw that documentary on Netflix. My kid's going to die if he eats that. Okay, here's the solving All I have to say that. is like, you get burgers it. and shakes, man. You did it. No, I didn't do it. Somebody <laughs> else did. Burgers no, and but, shakes. But it wasn't kale, so you did it. <laughs> what, what was up with that trend, by the way? Kale's dead kale, now. I mean, kale like, does you, seem like it's, I mean, yeah, it's still on the menu, but. Eat that. It's not very good. I don't mind the texture of it, but it's not very good. I mean, have you had the butter dragon lettuce. kale or butter whatever Butter lettuce they call is it? solid. Have you had butter lettuce? I love that stuff. It's very good oh, lettuce. Yeah. Butter lettuce is great. I've never understood mixed greens. Mixed greens are bitter. Right. I don't I don't understand it. What, arugula. That's the one that's bitter. Yeah, I got there with arugula. I'm okay with arugula. What's chard? Is no, the but like it's like What's the, the, one, the, the, the red one. one? Like, yeah, the red ones are super gross. I don't like mixed greens. Yeah. If you like open a bag and it says mixed greens and you dump it on my plate, I'm unhappy. You know what I like? I like romaine lettuce. Romaine's fine. It's good because but it dude, feels more hearty. Like, no, we're stack wrecking lettuces right now. Right. Number one, butter lettuce. Agreed. Number two, iceberg lettuce. No. Yes. Well, this on a wedge. It's consistent. 
It's crispy. True. True. It's watery. Okay, I'll give it to you. Two. You can fork it. Okay. You, you can, can fork, fork it. it. Yes. Oh yeah, that's three. Yes. Romaine lettuce. Okay, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and four, arugula. No. Arugula is on the bottom. No, this it's, par- it's prickly. Spring I don't mix like doesn't it. even get to make the list. Which one? Spring mix is disastrous. It's, it's gross. Death, but spring it mix has arugula in it. No, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. It what, probably what about has some baby romaine. spring list? Baby spring spring mix? Yeah. No, even worse. Because you can't fork it to save your life. You want to put that in a funnel and stuff it down with like 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 a stick? Maybe. But the fact when I'm having to like chase a tiny piece of arugula around the plate. I'm just like, grow up, arugula. Okay. Grow up. I agree with you. So then let's just say that the list stops at romaine because it stops at romaine. it's not forkable. It stops, it stops at romaine because it's not forkable. Yeah. Oh, Lettuce uh, that's not uh, forkable is not. Maybe after arugula, you could put baby spinach. That, But that's not lettuce. But you use it. It's a lettuce substitute. That's true. But then I would put spinach above. It's got to go higher up on the list. It's above like arugula? Spinach. It's pretty forkable most of the time. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I'm, la- I'm laughing that I got you to agree <laughs> that spring mix doesn't even qualify. No, I agree with it. I hate it's spring the worst. Mix. I hate spring mix because it tastes nasty. I don't it tastes like it. nasty. And it doesn't, I, I don't and, care. And with romaine, it's like, okay, when romaine is like green and leafy and someone cuts off the stalks, basically when I when you get it to mostly emulate iceberg, yeah, okay. But when I get like a little yellow nub of the middle of romaine, I'm like, this. This is disgusting. Yeah. I went to <laughs> if a. If I was a millennial, I don't even know what I'd do. Okay. So, what about, what, not spring mix. What about the one that everybody puts on everything? It's iceberg, it's purple cabbage, and carrots. Iceberg, purple it's, it cabbage. It comes in the bag. And like carrots, spout. purple cabbage. Oh, purple cabbage is. Purple cabbage pretty is pretty bad. Okay. It's so It's, it's small. It's thing. okay. I mean, as an accent color, sure. <laughs> You know what I mean? But like, would you ever just be like, I got to give me some purple cabbage? I don't think you would. <laughs> An accent. <laughs> coleslaw, of course. And coleslaw, like, but see, here's the magic of coleslaw. My, my wife hates there's, cabbage. There's not a single thing in coleslaw that I like, except for the mayonnaise, lemon juice, and sugar that makes it, if they make it, make, the make right, you yeah. cover the flavor. Then you're just like, okay. Let me tell you about that. And we're, when we were in grade school, we had these like amazing, amazing, in fact, I just met a guy from my grade school. He and I went to the same grade school, and we were, like, reminiscing about how good our school lunches were. I mean, like, they were, like, awesome. Really? French dip sandwiches that would rival Philippe's. Come on. Yeah, no. Where was this? Seriously good. At Provost Elementary School in Provo, Utah. Wow. It was awesome. Except there were a couple things that they would kind of trick you on. One was this <laughs> carrot salad with raisins that had like... Carrot salad with raisins. That sounds... That sounds I'm, I get, maybe I'm hungry. I think okay, I, came, so, I came to this podcast hungry. I get, why? You, does that <laughs> sound good like, to you? Hey, mm, raisins. It sounds good, right? And yeah. You, and it looks like it's put in Miracle Whip or something. Like, sure. Or not Miracle Whip, in um, in uh, Ready Whip, right? Sure. So like a whippy, whipped cream kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not. They put it in mayonnaise. It's um, disgusting. I've had that salad before. It's gross. Well, it's supposed to be mayonnaise and lemon juice and sugar. I mean, it's supposed to be kind of like coleslaw. No, I think it's just mayonnaise. Just mayonnaise. It's just gross. And everything. Yeah. We, and and the problem was is that we had these lunch ladies that would make us eat everything. So yeah. for a long time, like after a while, we figured out there's some things we won't eat. Like I don't eat beets. Period. And they would see us service beets. I hate beets. They're disgusting. I'm plant powered, by the way. Like I, everything I eat is plant. You hate beets. I can't stand them. They always taste like dirt to me, and I've had them. In, and every time, I, I always think, I always think, these are so good for me. I got to figure a way to eat them, right? Because they are. They're good for you. Okay. Based on the vitamins, blah, blah. Sure. But I can't eat them raw. They're gross. I can't eat them pickled. They're disgusting. I can't juice them. They're even worse. I can't put them in a smoothie because it turns everything blood red and disgusting. I don't know I what do they... Taste like dirt. I don't know what they taste like raw. I think I've only ever had pickled beets. Tastes like dirt. Uh, interesting enough, my Grown brother Clark, dirt. he hates them too. Like he's just, there's three things in the world he hates: beets, I, mayonnaise, did and beet, vinegar. Did the notion of beet diggers come up in our mascot conversation? Do we talk about this already? No, but that's pretty funny. Okay, so it, in, and by the way, in South it, Beet Diggers, uh, in South Jordan, in uh, you know Jordan High School, right? Like their mascot was the beet diggers. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that like nowadays? Wouldn't that be? Because since most of the people <clears throat> who work in the fields are are of a, a minority race, wouldn't that be racist? I don't know. But I will say this. I don't care racist or not. 
That's an unfortunate mascot. I don't know how you wear that with pride. I don't how know about, how you walk around and be like, I'm a freaking beat digger for life. No, no. Worse, <laughs> there's worse ones. Have you heard about the... Uh, <clears throat> uh, sa- uh, oh, um, American Fork. Caveman. No. Okay. <laughs> Literally. That one's that one's not as bad. No, it's there's... pretty um, bad if you're on the academic decathlon team see, for American Fork. There's... <laughs> American Fort Caveman. Yeah. The fact that we're making fun of it will make my brother feel really good because his uh, kids go to a, a rival high school. Nice. But which one? Oh, okay, their mascot's. Re- I can't say that word. I Not great. The R word. <laughs> yeah. Their mascot is really slow. So here's what they've got. <laughs> they got. They are. They are the thunder. The thunder represented by a lightning bolt oh. or Thor's hammer. How does this make any sense? Well, are just, you lightning? It, it are you like Thor? Are you a hammer? A collection or are you of thunder? just a collection of items. The thunder is great, but the iconography is a problem. That's a problem. Okay, so how? No, there's a slug one. Okay, do you see you slug see, one? Yeah, you see Santa Cruz. Oh, the banana slugs. Or yes. Something like that? <laughs> Sorry uh, to my sister-in-law who went to UC Santa Cruz. But how do you even represent that? Like, what what does that mascot go around like? A well, how about Stanford. Slug? Stanford's a Christmas tree. Um, Stanford is a Christmas. What? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen their band go around? Their mascot runs around as a Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. Is I don't it, think it's it like a, a Douglas fir or something like, like that. Like, the first, like the firs or something. It's probably like the great redwoods or something. Yeah, okay, so Stanford is the, the Stanford is the Cardinals. Cardinals. Right? But, but right. they're not. That's not it's under it doesn't actually have a mascot. The tree the tree in its various versions is called one of America's most bizarre and controversial mascots. It shows up at all the band conferences. I see. Okay. It's a tree. So at least it looks they like a Christmas tree. At least they they didn't choose it like it. on purpose. What's that? Yeah, beat diggers was a choice. Someone made. I worked at a school for uh delinquent kids once and we were picking a mascot. And I was, and I just begged him. I'm just like, please let us be the black sheep. Please let us be the black sheep. <laughs> and the, uh, <laughs> the black sheep. Everybody admired the, they admired the humor, but we're like, bro, we're not sending these kids into the world as black sheep. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, Makes sense. One called, oh, here's, oh, dude, these are good. These are good. Here's the top 15 okay. worst mascots. Okay. Oh. Quality logo products has gone and said the worst college mascots of all time. So sta- number one is the Stanford tree. Okay. Okay. Number two is the Wushock, the wheat stock at Wichita State. Wheat stock. Yeah, Wushock, I can see that. The wheat stock. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy the slug is UC Santa Cruz. The Sammy fighting the slug. okra. The fighting okra? <laughs> okay. I mean, right. it's a fight. To get okra down, it's <laughs> disgusting. They're is slimy. It, They're is, like the, a is, the, is the logo like somebody trying to swallow it, <laughs> or or <laughs> slathering more butter on it? <laughs> what the crap, dude? They're like, oh, we have, we're the okra, so we're just gonna say fighting in front of it. So yeah. any you put fighting in front of anything, you can do anything, right? So the next one, number five, the fighting pickle, University of North Carolina School of the Art. It's sassy. A I'll, pickle. I'll allow it. <laughs> is this spicy pickle? Dude, what I had a spicy a pickle. Really pickle. All right. How about this? The Speedy the Gidlock. Geoduck. G E O D U C K. Geoduck. Geoduck? Yeah. Speedy the Geoduck. I don't know. Maybe this is like a world, state a world, college. A world, oh, those guys are a mess. Okay, Whatever. keep going. Uh, Keggy the Keg. Sure. <laughs> Dartmouth. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Colonel Cobb, uh, Cordona, Cordolona, what is that? Concorda College. Um, Artie the Artichoke. That's Scottsdale so Community So basically, College. they're mostly the agrarian ones. It's it's when If you're naming your stuff after a plant, we just don't have confidence you're going to win that football game, friends. How about Big Red? I don't know. What Western is it? Western Kentucky University. But what is it, though? It just says Big Red. Is it the gum? I don't know. <laughs> Very peppermint. <laughs> Hubba Bubba. The blue blob. <laughs> Hubba Bubba State. University. The battling bishop, Ohio. Battling bishop. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, like if I was a logo, like, like you know, illustrator, I would just be like, what am I going to do with this? What's this one? Wheezy the Boil Weevil. Oh. Oh, University my. University of Arkansas, Montebello. Monticello. Okay. 
Uh, Mortimer McPestley. Like, I'm really glad we got on this best lettuce. Tom, topic. Comic the Comet. University of Texas at Dallas. What in the world? This is pretty funny. Best lettuce. So uh, my son just is in charge of doing some activities in his, at his church congregation. Right. And he got one the other day where they had, they, they told people in advance to come prepared. And they were gonna they were going to create a list. They're they're gonna do the fruit draft. They're going to make a list and decide which was the most valuable fruit. Banana. And they sent out and they sent out like they seeded it. They seeded it like here's the top seeded fruits. Awesome. <laughs> and which then one people are the top and then he's like, it was easily the best activity we've ever had. And I'm like, really? He's like, Yeah, yeah. We had the weirdest stuff happen. He's like, this one guy shows up, he's wearing sunglasses. I'm not sure I've ever seen him at any other church activity. And he's like, he has this whole thing about apples that's prepared and written. It's like two minute speech about why apples are the best fruit. Then he finishes his speech by putting an apple on the pulpit and smashing it with his forehead. Like bits of apple flew across the room. And then he walked away with his hands up. <laughs> I know. When was this? This is just a couple weeks ago. Oh, it, man. Did he video it? Tell me. Uh, I don't think he did video it. Oh. But, uh, but just the idea of stack ranking fruit, I think that's a fun idea. Well, who won? Uh, the peach, the peach one. What? And and Josh was disappointed because he's always an under underdog guy, and and peach was a top was a top seeded fruit. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, they're they're adjacent to Box Elder County. They have peach days up there. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a built in bias for. Oh, peaches. this is Josh. This is Josh. Oh, I thought it was Max. Oh, it'd be more fun if it was high school, but it was definitely uh, college. And uh, and the and the number two was raspberry. Honestly. Nah. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm like. I'm surprised they picked right raspberries. Raspberries, but they're not like my favorite. I'm not. I'm not all right with raspberries. They've kind of gone the same way the strawberries did, which is, they look better and better every year, but they don't taste better every year. They taste a little bit worse to make them look good. Do you know what? Okay, so interesting. Do you ever get your? Do you ever go out to Oxnard and get a flat of strawberries when they're having their? No, is that a thing? Oh yeah. You I haven't? want ripe. I want ripe strawberries, man. I'm so tired of these apple-sized strawberries. That don't taste sweet. No, you got to go to Oxnard. I'll tell you where to go. My wife, right. every year, once they start harvesting in Oxnard. I, I, want, I want in. I want in on this. She, you got to get a flat. It's a huge flat of, of uh, there's 10 bucks for a flat. There we go. And it, they're super good. Oxnard it does some great strawberries. All right. I love it. They even have strawberry days in Oxnard. Strawberry days? Yep. Whole days, days dedicated to strawberries? A festival. Strawberry days. Does it attract like Swedes? Do Swedes like come in carloads? <laughs> Just be like no, but by the, the way, the road? one of the biggest like employers out there, is Smuckers, in Oxnard. Yep, I didn't know that we had employers in California. It's exciting. No, it's a satellite <laughs> employer. I just assumed they were in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Portland's going to ban anything from? I love it when like other cities get mad at other states and they like do like these meaningless ideas. Like we're going to ban commerce with Texas. How do you do oh, that? Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So the, what's the, gonna happen when all the Teslas are coming out of Texas? I don't know, man. What are they no gonna, like? Tesla. We're not buying Dell computers, and this oil—it's the last yeah, time I drink exactly. that oil. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not buying Texaco anymore. I we're don't just know, shutting man. them all down. <clears throat> all right, this has been an eclectic version of the Waypace Station podcast. I don't think we're it done. has. It has. I feel like we're due for a story. So this over the weekend, I injured myself. I, I saw that when coming in. So I was uh, worried about you. I, I got two electric skateboards for me and my son, and we're actually enjoying those things. My son especially. He's he's gotten ridden a couple hundred miles. The problem with electric I skateboards, I heard it goes faster. Our friend that has the uh, the one wheel, he's like, they ha yours has a fat is about the same speed, but you go a lot farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those the, the skateboards will go. They go about thirty miles. That, what a great! I mean, if oh, you're no, no, 20, 24 miles. Something if you're like that. in California and you're near college, like in your going, yeah, to I don't school, know why you wouldn't do. it. I mean, they're kind of heavy, so maybe it'd be kind of heavy to carry to class. But dude, they go thirty miles an hour and they go twenty four miles. Like you can straight up use it as transportation for sure. But it has the same like risk a bit to to ratio as as a motorcycle, which is to say, it's a perfect vehicle until it's not because <laughs> like you like you can get, like it's pretty steady it's, pre it's, it's pretty stable and it goes fast and, and battery's great and and like but, but when you fall like it hurts it's just you it's just you in the dirt you know what i mean so anyway my i was teaching my brother how to use it and we having a great time riding around this park in the wide open spaces it's really great on wide open spaces and on sidewalks right right so you're zooming around parking lots or you're zooming around uh sidewalks it's great and and our town is chock full of sidewalks and, right. and trails, so it's great. Yep, the um, sayos we have it. 
But we were on this old park where we had this old trail that my brother and I had ridden on when we were kids on our bikes. And he's like, dude, we should take this down the trail. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I didn't even put up an objection. Wait, like a dirt trail? Well, so it, it was, it is an asphalted trail, but it hasn't been refurbished in oh, so no. it's like super old asphalt. Skateboards and little rocks. Skateboards and little rocks. So I was going okay. Like I, I made the first turn and I was going down. There's only a few turns on this trail. And I'm going on the second turn and I'm just like, I'm kind of just, I'm kind of watching my feet a little bit to make sure I'm keeping steady. And I look up just in time to see that I'm coming up on like a big, like there's like sand, just like sand, just like sand. And like, I just go, came to a, came to a hasty halt. And according to the laws of physics, yeah. a body in uh, motion yeah. remains in motion. Yes. Like, so unless you're leaning back when you hit the sand. Right. And it's proportional to your mass, which it's proportionate you, to my mass. Dude. And I'm massive. Right. You're a tall <laughs> so, dude. I flew through the air. Now I had these wrist guards, which honestly I probably have two broken arms if I didn't have the wrist guards. Right. Because because like because it's old asphalt. It's not only get gross, yeah, yeah. but let's just say I scraped my knee and my elbow in a way that was bad enough that I'm like, should I get this stitched? Rash. And um and rash on the elbow. Like should I get the stitch on the knee? But my wrists are pristine and in great shape, and there's super deep gouges on the plastic wrist guard. Nice. Like, like I don't even know what would happen. You have a helmet on. Uh, I did have a helmet on. Really? Yeah. No, we wear helmets. It, it's not cool, but it's absolutely, dude. It's thirty miles an hour. You gotta wear a helmet. Like, I'm sorry, that's just yeah, the way it's it is. Faster than your bike normally. It is. It is. And so Max actually had one big fall. So he's he's gotten 200 miles and has fallen one time. But it's again, that's that risk reward. It's like, see, it's safe. It's like, yes, yeah, but well, one okay, fall. So when do you fall, fall? Now, How long did you lay there? Oh me? Yeah. Oh, because my brother was there, I faked like I like I'm oh, I'm I'm up. I'm up. But okay, man, but when I, you're alone. No, but I'm like two days later, I'm like. It hurts. <laughs> it, hurt. it, hurt. it hurts. She's being very generous. Really? She's being, she's being oh, very generous about it. So here's the thing. Like the last time I, 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 I legitimately enjoy injuries. I know that sounds so weird, but I like the feel of like my body repairing. I'm alive. Right. I'm alive. So, but, but what happened is, is like when I ride my snow snowboard, right? Yeah. It used to be when I ride my snowboard and I was going fast and I'd, I'd catch an edge and I'd hit the ground. It hurt, but you know, yeah. you get up, get up, now, dude, it hurt, hurt. I'm like, you're just laying there going, oh, what happened? And I literally, one time I got uh, the last season I snowboarded, I couldn't snowboard last season because I had a knee injury but the year before that i had like caught an edge hit this area yeah. nobody was around and i i was hurting bad and i was just i wasn't hurt i was just hurting yeah yeah and i'm just laying there going is snowboarding really worth it <laughs> is it really worth it yeah it's, dude i i'm definitely that age but i'm still uh you know still riding the electric skateboard having a little bit of fun it i i, I will go back and it wasn't the skateboard's fault it was i mean like legit like if you saw the trail you'd be like why did you do that <laughs> yeah. that, that's what you would have said sand and skateboards don't mix <laughs> no they don't mix <clears throat> so that was the weekend but it was dude it was an otherwise great weekend we uh we had a family reunion oh my parents had seven kids i'm the sixth of seven so um we had we had kids and their spouses right and grandkids right and great grandkids and there are 80 Wait. there's 85 of us now <laughs> no great greats no great greats no the great oldest great the oldest great grandkid is Tennis, nine, oh, okay. nine so or got, so. Got a while. So, uh, but but sixty five of the eighty five of us were there. Cool. Uh, and and uh, it was a great turnout. And when you get to be that size, you're kind of limited as to the programmatic nature of it. In other words, you can't rigidly schedule sixty five people, right? right? So it was just broad. It was like we're meeting at the park for two hours, and then it's like now we're going to go to this swimming pool for four hours, and right. then it's like now we're going to have a meal. And now everyone goes back to their respective hotels or, or house rentals where it used to be that we would try and get all in one big house and, you know, uh, and do all kinds of stuff. It was just too many of us now. I feel like I, I don't like the one big house thing. I I'm really close to my siblings, but the one big house things I don't like so much. Yeah. I like to be able to, I like having enough space to retreat. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. And I, I used, I love the chaos for a moment, but I, the, I need to get away from it. Cause my, there's 20, so there's six kids in my family and 26 grandkids. Okay. So it gets loud. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It is real loud. Yeah. But it was really cool to see all of the nieces and nephews and, uh, and some of them, they used to live here and I kind of miss, it was good to hang out with them. And, uh, we had a really nice time. And my parents are, um, my parents gave like a little, like a, like kind of like a speech, you know, at the end where we, we, we did a thing where 
we used to sing a lot as a family. So we had like this gathered around and we sang some songs toward the end of the day on Sunday. Oh, cool. And then my dad gave like a kind of like a like a sermon, like a have faith uh oh, cool. sermon. It was really sweet. It was really beautiful. We have we caught on a video, sort of. And um and uh I <laughs> need catch on video well, sort of. Um you know, it was outside and it was kind of far away. So like audio wasn't we, great. I don't know if the audio is gonna be great, but uh but you, we heard it. You should have but we heard it microphone. in real life. <laughs> and uh so it was a really beautiful weekend. It was also fast. That's the other thing, is like we used to do five days with our siblings and their kids. But like, dude, there's 65 of us and they and they have families now and there's lots of little babies running around. So it's like we had to kind of have to go faster. So we did like it was like two and a half days, you know, it was like Friday right. evening, Saturday day, Sunday day. Right. And then that was it. So it leaves you wanting more. Like I wanted a little bit more, but it's like uh, a good piece of cheesecake. But it also left us like, you know, we were tired but not exhausted. So that was cool. Right. That's interesting. You know what I'd really love to do? I'd love to do a family vacation, a family reunion thing, uh, if I could afford it. I mean, it, uh, a cruise. That's something really interesting about that because you then you're all in the kind of the same geographic area, right? And there's usually something for everyone, right? Um, Have you been on a cruise? I haven't been on a cruise, but we've done a lot of things. So we did a thing. We did one sibling host every two years for a while until right. we until we used up the siblings by the time we would used up the siblings then everyone's having kids that are getting married and so we kind of stopped doing it because we're just busy now right you know what i mean but we did okay so we've done a ton i wonder if i can even remember all of them but we did a big a big cabin in uh colorado and then we did like um alpine whatever oh outside of byu oh uh the the camp yeah and aspen then we, grove aspen grove then we did um we did this amazing amazing place in northern new york called uh mohonk mountain house we did mohonk um, um why new york my sister was living in connecticut oh, okay. at the time got it actually she might have been living in new, new jersey at the time i think she was in new jersey at the time before she moved to connecticut that's a long drive uh but we when we hosted we we, we got beach houses in in ensenada it's Ooh, very nice. it's a very controversial subject, subject in the davis family because <laughs> It was awesome. We had these beachfront houses and we had, and it was Mexico. So you had like these weird amenities where like people come by with horses and be like, you want to ride our super hungry horses? And, and, um, and there was ultralights flying off the beach. My, my dad flew like, and stuff like that. But, um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of sketch people. Some people got sketched out of the idea of being in Mexico three yeah. hours away from. Well, and they're, <clears throat> they, they're for a while there. They had some problems in it. Sonata. Yeah. So this was a long time ago. This was before the problems. But it was, uh, but you know, my, like one of my nephews bonked his head, was uh, jet skiing and they, so they want to take him to the hospital and they're like, we're not taking him to the, <laughs> it's not a hospital. Yeah, so then, so we got him in the car drive, driving him, you know, anyway, but it was a great time. Uh, we went to Lake Tahoe, like we've been to a lot of places, but we never took it. We never did a cruise. I, th- I, I, so we did a cruise with my brother's family once. And my, when, if, if you ask my kids what their favorite vacation is, that's, that's it. Really? His kids too. And he goes much more elaborate. Like, you know, he's been to Australia. He goes to Hawaii. He does these different Was things. it a kid-friendly cruise? Was it a Disney cruise or was no. it just a cruise? No. Disney cruises are very expensive. They are. Um, I didn't actually do that before I lost my discount. Kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. That would have been... would have been nice. Uh, I think it would be neat. But no, I want, I've always wanted to do an Alaska cruise, and that's what we did. So... Tell me tell me one or two stories from your Alaska cruise, and then we'll wrap it up. So the, it's, it's really, really... Okay, so uh, we went out of Seattle. Okay. And the highlights were, of course, at the very northern part, looking at the um, the glacier. Yeah. And watching that. That was cool. Saw a lot of whales. Is it just enormous? Like, what's what's the coolest part about looking at a glacier from the boat? Um, It's enormous, but you can't get too close because there's constantly pieces coming off of it. Yeah. Right? I and, mean, of course, they, they all tell you this is because of global warming. We're all dying, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it turns out, though, there are things in the ice that the, that the, that the krill need to eat. Oh, so cool. that the fish, so the krill can be fed, you know, feed the whales. Nice. So there's minerals and things in there that cause, like if it wasn't falling into the ocean, there'd be a problem. Yeah. Right? So if you think about it, we're doing the world a favor. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was neat. I mean, you're there. I mean, there's, it's, the ice is super, super blue. You can't, you can't get close to the face. Yeah. Cause it'll fall over. Right. On you and you and can... you're in this enormous boat. I right. Mean, this thing is humongous. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize how much traffic goes up and back, right? Because we we were constantly with three other boats 
Well, you know, cruise, just, cruise boats or yeah. just oh, yeah. or maybe there was four, but they all kind of like take a different approach, right? So there's you, there's like usually there's four stops, um, and the four stops in this case for for this cruise were um, uh, Juno, Ketchikan, and one other oh uh, five stops. So Juno, Ketchikan, the glacier, and um, and then uh, Victoria uh, in Vancouver. Okay. And Victoria, by the way, I hate to give it because I hate, I don't hate Canada, but I always like have this thing about Canada because what what's great? Because they put gravy on their French fries, right? They're weird. <laughs> they're still the queen. They're so friendly though. They haven't lived. Well, so, yeah, they're kind of friendly unless you go to French Can- Canadians. They're Fair enough. Nice. Tell me about um, the island. best fireworks show ever seen, ever. Uh, second best. First best was the rededication of the. Um, of the uh, Statue of Liberty. Okay, but you were on on the, on the island of Van- Vancouver so Island. No, so we're in Vancouver, the province. Okay, right? and in Victoria, and there's a thing, there's a garden space there called I forget what it's called, but it's like this real famous garden. So you get off the boat, and you get to go to yeah. the garden. You look which I heard, garden. I've seen pictures of. It's, I heard it's amazing. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah, so pretty there. Yeah, and uh, but they had this you know uh, fireworks show that they do and during the summers, and it's like unbelievable and they have 10 different fireworks shows that they do and they rotate them so you do one one year one year and then each one costs something like a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars i can't remember they told us what it was it was awesome but uh the the i liked the amount of time we were on the boat uh we didn't have a super fancy cabin but i did you know i wasn't in there a lot you know we just kind of slept um uh, I liked the food was really good and the food is plentiful. Uh, you're not on the boat as much as you'd think, right? There's a lot to do on the boat, but you're, you're not like stuck on the boat in such a way where you feel, I didn't feel like I wasn't getting anything interesting. Right. I like the shows on the boat were pretty good. Okay. Um, we had a what, medium uh, sized boat. What, what cruise lines are you going? Holland, which is known for older people. Yeah. Well, and Alaskan cruises were kind of known for older people, frankly. Kind of, uh, you know, Carnival went up there, um, was one of the boats that we were kind of Norwegian cruise lines. We were kind of, you know, yeah. so what happens is each one kind of stops at a different one. So like we went all the way to Juneau where that's not the most Northern one. It's the most, not the most Southern one. So a lot of time we'll do Juneau and then they come backwards and then other ones will hit catch can and go forward. So you kind of are passing each other and, and you're always in the same ports. Oh, wow. Okay. The only thing I didn't like was every time you go to one of these ports, there uh, like there's no bargaining with the tour people, right? Because it's, it's it's the U.S. They're really catered to the to the boats, and okay. they're like, if you don't take it, someone else will. And they just yeah. have thousands of people dump in there every single yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of fun though. I really enjoyed it. Unbelievably beautiful country. Saw yeah. tons of bears. Right. Oh, Kodiak, okay. uh, yeah. grizzly. Mo- From the boat bear. or like in your excursions. What's that? From the boat or in your from excursions? The boat, yeah. Uh, from the boat, we saw whales, saw um, killer whales, wow. dolphins, um, lots of other stuff. They don't let you, you don't go out very much because it's cold. Yeah. But, uh, and most of the, most of the time on the boat is nighttime. Like, so you're sleeping while, like you. When you, you travel. Yeah. If you, you eat your fancy meal at night in the formal dining room. My brother used to always come in with his shorts and they, they would make him leave. Make him leave. You didn't have to wear a tie, but they they wanted you to have pants. And yeah. other people got real dressed up, and they would dance at night. And it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Met, met some nice people that weren't you know related to us at all. Just kind of like yeah. said hi, and they Friendly. they happened to be near tables near us, and we had a blast. I I really really enjoyed it. My wife did not. She got sick, so mm. she kind of had like a fever, and she wasn't a hundred percent. So she spent a lot of time in bed. So she she doesn't have fond memories of it. But my kids do, and I do. And my brother's kids do. There it is, friends. Yep. Alaska it's a good kids. it's a good vacation to take with kids and friends. So. Uh that's your that's your life hack for the week. By the way, kids if you think that they need slides and all that other stuff, no, they just love the food. I mean, they give unlimited ice cream. Come on. <laughs> Come on. This has been another uh meandering episode of the Waystation podcast where we 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 plumbed the depths that your favorite lettuce of everyone's should be favorite lettuce and we agree that 
Butter lettuce. Butter lettuce is number one. Is and, number one. And, and that arugula does not make the list. It's not no, forkable. arugula is on the list. No, it's not. No, it's not spring, spring mix is off the list. <laughs> no, arugula is off because it's in spring mix. <laughs> no. All right. Um, that's all I got for today. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> bye bye.